Comparison stems from insecurities. Since the brain often tries to reassure itself, you go looking for something that can reassure that insecurity, but that you do that kind of unconsciously. Welcome to Artist Talk Central, where we ask artists about their dreams and journeys and challenges and struggles. I'm your host, Buddy, and a bit of a weird friend, Sharice. Let's get right into it. Hi guys, welcome to another episode on Artist Talk Central. I hope you've all had a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Today, actually, we're on a bit of a special episode. For some reason, at the end of this year, I was like, I learned so much and I don't know, I thought it was worth sharing. For those of you who don't know, all my old listeners and new listeners, I'm a singer-songwriter, producer, um, musician, a little bit of everything. I don't like to put myself in a specific label, Um, but yeah. I started my artist journey in late 2022, about August, when I finished my IB and I came back to Hong Kong for my gap year. I felt like after this year, the amount of personal growth is absolutely amazing. I think I should stop introducing and just start getting into the important little bits. So the first lesson I think I learned as an artist this year is to most importantly, I think, to practice self-compassion. I realized that self-doubt and self-hatred kind of comes into play. At the beginning of my journey, I mean, like of any journey, when you start a new hobby, when you start something new, you make a lot of mistakes. And the execution always takes practice, always takes time. And the fact that I wasn't executing to the point that I wanted to execute, for example, when I was producing a song or when I was playing guitar, performing in a song or just performing, I felt like I could have done so much better than I than it did happen at the time. And I would often go into that spiral of thinking that I wasn't good enough. And over time, I kind of realized that I needed to forgive myself and just to give myself credit for the steps that I've already taken and now how far I've already come for taking these steps. I think at the moment, it's easier said than done, at the moment you feel completely defeated. But over time throughout the year, I realized that it's okay to make mistakes because improvement comes from slightly failing at something for a thousand times. If I lose vocal control on one, this one song, after I do it a thousand times without vocal control, eventually one day I will be able to do it flawlessly. I hope. <laughs> and, I, and I always tell myself that I cannot go comparing myself to somebody's year 10 to my day one. Because this year when I started, I was very much affected by everybody else around me because I started making friends who were artists, who were people in the same industry as I am. And I often spiral into that self-doubt and comparison, which I will talk a little bit more later about comparison. But don't start comparing your day one or day 10 or day 30 to somebody's year five or year six because you never know how long it took them to perfect their craft. And you never know how much behind the scenes efforts that somebody put in. This was something that I had to practice for myself for when I see other people or when I make mistakes or when I want to feel better about myself. I try to practice self-compassion, say nice things to myself 
And yeah, and I felt like after I started to be a little bit more compassionate about myself in terms of making mistakes and doing things quote unquote wrong because really there there isn't a wrong. I found it easier to be brave, which comes to my second point of what I learned as being an artist um, in 2023, which was how to ease my anxiety and my social anxiety. I actually didn't realize that I had it affected me that much social anxiety because in high school, I I was pretty extroverted most of the time, and it didn't come across to me that I had uh, that level of social anxiety. After I realized that it was okay to make mistakes and I would talk nicer to myself when I do, I realized it was easier to ease that anxiety within me and easier to be brave. I started actually asking for new gigs, and and you know if you want to try something new in your artistic journey, just 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 start it and just try something, and know that if you do fail, you'll still be nice to yourself. Not everybody's gonna be that for you. Self talk is ultimately the most important one. My mom and my sister, my family is so completely supportive of me and my friends, but I I literally never believe them when they compliment me. They're like, this is so good. Like, you did well. And I'd be like, yeah, you're only saying that because you're my family. And then I realized, no, I have to tell that to myself that I'm good enough. Anyways, going back to how to ease my social anxiety and my anxiety in general. At the beginning, I found it really hard to, first of all, talk to people who were ages older than me and just to go out to social events in general. Okay, I just discovered what third culture kid means. And um, apparently I'm a third culture kid. And I literally am losing vocabulary in four of my languages. Like, tell me to tell you something in German. I forgot because I didn't do lessons for two weeks. Tell me to, like, say something in Mandarin. I probably would have to use English and a little bit of Cantonese. Literally not fluent in any language. Going back to um, anxiety and social anxiety, I found it really hard to think that people would like me, which I now realize is actually is a form of self-sabotage. In some ways, it's easier to always sit in that certainty, like that hurtful certainty that um, nobody likes you and nobody appreciates you even if you would try because ultimately our brain is wired to seek certainty. And in your brain, that would be certain that if even if you went out, that people wouldn't like you. For me, by putting myself out there and putting my music out there, sharing that with people, ultimately, in some way, that threatens the identity of what I am as an artist. At least somebody could threaten that for me. For many reasons, that felt very insecure to me. I think that's where my anxiety stems from now that I realize that. Obviously, when something threatens your identity and threatens what you are as a person, as as a core, you would try to avoid that. And that's what happened at the beginning of the year at some point where I was like, you know what, I, I'm not going to go out to events. I'm not going to meet people because they wouldn't like me anyways. Um, why would I try to put myself out in a vulnerable way if I already know that I can't talk to them and I can't sustain a conversation or 
whatnot, whatnot. Now that I realize it's actually a little bit of self-sabotage, that I'm actually taking that opportunity away from myself before I even had the chance to take that opportunity, which was something that sat deeply in my brain after my interview with Joya. And I'm going to refer to this book that kind of helped me like push along my personal growth this year, which was a book by Mark Manson, The Subtle Arts of Not Giving a Fuck. I think that's a like that's like a New York bestseller. I think um, a lot of people have read it. But he refers to um, the do something principle in his book, which I think really applies to people with social anxiety. And I'm speaking about this not from a, like a diagnosed point of view. Like, don't take my word if you are in severe social anxiety. Like, But for me, f- uh, for you know, low levels of anxiety and social anxiety, I find it very helpful. Like this advice from uh, Mark Manson, the author, was just to do something. Basically, his concept is you're not always going to rely on motivation and inspiration to do your work. So the alternate option is to set the standard of success as merely the action. And, and in some ways, that makes failure feel unimportant because failure is a relative concept. And when the definition of your success is just merely doing the thing. For example, for me, it was just going out to that event or just performing this two songs that I perhaps am not very comfortable with. Um, When I set that, the action to go there and to do that as success, then failure, it wouldn't go to that level of self-doubt and self-deprecation. And yeah, and speaking a little bit of the do something, a little bit more about the uh, do something principle, um, he basically says like, you know, motivation and inspiration varies from day to day. And I hope that I can shift my cycle of work and my mindset towards my work to um, being just action so actions first and that would feed into inspiration and leading to more motivation which then leads to more action that applies for my work ethic and also my performance and my you know social life the third point comes to actually this this was not just 2023 so throughout the last few years I've been trying to redefine my definition of success and failure. I'm not going to lie, when I was younger, even when I was in the IB, so first year and second year of doing IB, I was so set on being a vet because I thought that money and prosperity was the only way that I could be happy in some way because in, in, in Asian culture, I feel like, maybe not just in Asian culture. No, yeah. Yeah, well, in Asian culture, it is very much emphasized upon that you have money, wealth, and prosperity. My dad pushing me in kind of like voices from different people in different places. It didn't even come across to me that being an independent artist was an option. And so I kind of had to redefine what I measure myself on, which was not how much money I had or how much wealth, how much fame that I had. 
into something that I can actually control, which is something I talked a little bit about with um, Bennett last episode. So I felt like at the beginning of the year, my definition of being a successful artist was, for example, that I was well known, um, that I had a lot of followers on my social media account because that was actually a big aspect for me. I really, really tried to push my social media and I was very much hyper-focused on the amount of likes I had, the amount of shares, the amount of mentions, blah, blah, blah. Um, And really, it did not feel good whatsoever. I think ultimately the reason why I stopped was because it felt so uneasy and it felt very draining to post constantly very often it it felt very easy to burn out to continue to create content again and again racking my brain about why I don't have enough followers and looking at all these people who are on so online and they're like oh it's so easy to blow up and be viral and blah 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 and so I had to kind of dig deep and again referring to that book he refers to this concept as the self-awareness onion and Basically, it's about, first of all, knowing how you're feeling, whether it's sadness, whether it's anger, whether it's anxiety, happiness. And then the second layer of that self-awareness onion would be why. Why am I feeling happy about this and why am I feeling sad? Why do I feel anxious, which was, yeah, what I talked about before. And the third one is how my values and how I perceive myself in society and in in my social standards, how I perceive myself, the metrics that I measure myself on in order to make me feel the way that I feel and why do I do that. And yeah, to redefine my definition of failure because even if I didn't hit that note, I will no longer think that I failed that at that performance because perhaps that the energy of that performance was amazing or if I missed a step or if I did something quote-unquote wrong, um, it would no longer be seen by myself as, oh, I failed to do that. I failed to complete that task. I failed to execute that perfectly. Rewire my brain to, um, yeah, to not view that as a failure. I don't know if you guys know that up until twenty, the age of 25, your brain is actually still growing. And okay, a little bit of biology here. Every time you do something, uh, it makes a neurological connection. And the more we do that, like since we were a kid, we learn how to do things. We learn how to feel about how we do certain things. And these neurological connections, they train and they become stronger. So every time we do that thing, it will connect a little bit faster. And so the more you do that and the more you train to feel the way you do after doing a certain thing, that will stick with you the more you do it. So I'm trying to rewire a lot of parts of my brain that, for example, self-sabotage or self-doubt, self-deprecation and all of that, because it's much harder to change all these things when you're, I don't know if it's the age above 25 or 30, but it's something like that. Anyway, sidetracking. Going back to my fourth point about personal growth and self-growth and what I learned this year as an artist, which I think this one is actually a really, really important one because I've struggled the whole entire year with this, which was comparison. Comparison to my old self, comparison to 
what I could be, so what my expectation of myself could be in comparison to other people in real life, on Instagram, in social media. This was a hard one for me, and I've been doing a little bit of research about comparison, and comparison stems from insecurities. You are insecure about yourself, so you go looking for something that can reassure that insecurity, but that you do that kind of unconsciously. Perhaps that I'm feeling a little bit insecure that day, that I'm not good enough and I'm not where I want to be in terms of where, um, in terms of me being an artist. And I go on Instagram and I see all of my artist friends that they're performing, that they're doing music videos, that they're, they're finding great producers, getting things done, getting things checked. I find that and that ultimately reassures me, it reassures my insecurity. My brain would say, yeah, I knew it. You're not good enough. There are so many other people doing better than you. There's so many people who are better than you being in this industry. I struggled with that a lot at the beginning. You probably hear this a lot. Social media is not the reality. Since the brain often tries to reassure itself, you will continue to trigger yourself by looking at social media constantly and comparing yourself to other people. So when you do feel a little bit insecure, I suggest staying away from social media. Our brain is wired to reassure itself. And when these insecurities do kind of sit in, you will try and go finding more. And you will ultimately feel a little bit more and more worse, more and more worse, worse and worse about yourself. Oh my God. Okay. We got, we got there at the end. Um, speaking of comparison, the latest example that I had that make me feel complete shit about myself was, um, Spotify raps. And I went to check mine and last year I had, I think 200 listeners and this year, 2023, I had 2.5k streams and about 700 listeners. Well, anyways, it was a growth. And at the beginning, I actually felt very good about myself. I was like, hey, you know what? You grew and no matter how small that growth is, you're good. Like you're on the right track. You're on the right way to where you're going. And then I did the not-so-wise thing of going on social media. And everybody was posting their Spotify raps. And that's when I knew, oh, shit. I was like, mm. Well, I guess I didn't do as good as I thought I did. There are people who are so much more successful than I am. They're, they have, like, thousands of listeners. The, like, the next few days, I continue to compare myself to these people. And, yeah, that does not feel so good. I, I, I slowly... I'm still working on this, but I do need to realize for myself that um, I'm not behind. I'm not not good just because somebody else is good. I know this sounds really corny, but there's space on the stage for everybody. Uh, something that Jacob Collier said in a quote, um, he said, and I read, uh, When I was growing up, there was always this kind of myth. If you're the biggest, best, most beautiful self, then you're going to take up space for other people to be their most biggest, best, beautiful self. But that's not true. Because the bigger you are and the more comfortable you are, whether you're really able to say who you really are, the more space there is for other people to be their most beautiful, biggest, best self around you. And that really stuck with me. There is stage for everybody, especially because now social media is booming. You can be good. Somebody else can be good. 
somebody else being better than you does not mean that you're not good. And I continue to tell myself that. And it's easier said than done and still something that I need to work on, but at least it's a lesson learned. And finally, the fifth lesson that I learned this year is just to be okay about what I'm feeling. Just to validate all of my feelings, no matter what it could be or how crazy you think that feeling is, to just validate myself and tell myself that it's okay to feel the way you're feeling. Being artistic and being sharing something artistic, for me at least, comes from a point of vulnerability. And you will get hurt, you will feel bad about yourself to just tell yourself that it's okay. I guess this ties in a little bit with self-compassion. Please, I learned this year that artists are so fragile, me included. Um, If you do have artist friends, please encourage them. I don't know, a small text message, a share, a mention, a like, a follow, it means so much to them. Like, I used to be like, oh, an artist person followed me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it there because I have one more follower now and I'm not going to check out their work. And I'm just going to be like, hmm. Uh, but, then, but then I was like, nah, that, that sucks to me when that happened to me, when I followed an artist in a similar kind of industry or kind of, uh, yeah, like space that I am. And and uh, from that then on, I swear to look into each artist's artwork when it comes up to me when they start following me or when I come across to them on my For You page. And yeah, make sure your friends, your artist friends, and make sure you feel supported. As an artist, keep on going is the way to success. I feel like there's no there's no magic here. There's no magic how to be viral, how to blow up moment. It's to just keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. And even if you're not good, quote unquote, good right now, you will be in 10 years. Because eventually in 10 years, you'll fail so many times, a million, a thousand times. And you'll improve each time you fail at it. And you'll be so much better. You don't have to be the best right now. You just have to start practicing to becoming someone who's really good. And just to know that you're not behind and I'm not behind because I'm turning 20 this year and it kind of freaks me out a little bit because I feel like oh my god there are people who are younger than me who are already doing this and what the hell do I do uh I'm falling behind and no no you're not falling behind uh to fall behind means literally that you have to be on the exact same path as somebody and that's not true because nobody has walked your path exactly the same as you have be nice to yourself Practice self-compassion. Don't compare to yourself. Forgive yourself. Redefine your definition of success and failure. And don't go reassuring yourself about your insecurities. Anyways, this is the end of this special episode, this special end-of-year episode. I hope you guys liked it, and I hope I didn't ramble on a little bit too long. And thank you so much for listening. Um, I've had a great time this year making this podcast. I'm so, I'm actually so grateful about how this is going. I did, I'm not expecting this to go anywhere. It's just a way for me to connect with artists, connect with people to, and to build a community where everybody feels supported. That's my end goal, I think. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in again next week for more exciting episodes on Artist Talk Central. Love you guys. Bye.